Hi everyone and welcome back. I am so excited. I was actually able to meet up with a friend this past Saturday and enjoyed an amazing walk. It was so refreshing to be outside instead of just going from my house to my car, to the grocery store, back into my car, and back to my house. The weather was perfect and invigorating. I hope you have been able to do more with your family and friends outside as well before the heat wave begins, which I'm sure it's not too far away. Last time I mentioned how much I enjoy trivia, so I thought I might share another interesting tidbit that I learned this week. Did you know that the average American will read 12 books this year, meaning that people are continuing their reading habits? Personally, I love to read. I remember the night before I started kindergarten, I was looking through all of my storybooks, excited that the next day when I came home, I would be able to read them. Let's just say I was a little disappointed to discover that it would take weeks just to learn the sounds of each letter in the alphabet, let alone putting it all together to create words that I could actually read. But once I learned, I never stopped. My mom had to drag me away from books when I was growing up and often struggled to keep up with my supply for new books. Now I just go to Goodwill and browse through their collection of books. Usually I can find something I like. I would say that the perfect day involved visiting every Goodwill in my town, yes, every single one, and enjoy a nice little snack from Panera Bread. I think my love of reading is what led me to write. I enjoy looking at a blank page. It's like an artist's canvas where I get to choose the scene and the colors. Now, in case you didn't know, May is National Get Caught Reading Month, a month dedicated to encouraging people to read whenever they can, even if that means unplugging from their devices for a bit. Now, we've talked about the importance of unplugging before in another episode. But when I discovered that it was Get Caught Reading Month, I was intrigued. I didn't, I'd never heard about that. And I thought it would make a great topic for today's show. So I will be sharing some of my favorite books from different categories. And I will provide the title in my show notes just in case any sound interesting to you and I thought we would begin with some fun ones two of my favorite children's books one you have already heard me mention a couple weeks ago when we talked about the story of Leah it's the story of Sydney and Norman a tale of two pigs by Phil Fisher the premise of the story is how God sees us that he really does love us but not because we deserve it or could ever earn it he simply loves us for us because we are made in his image. This story is a great way to teach children the importance of where our self-worth lies, that no matter if we are beautiful, talented, or come from a great home, none of this is what makes us valuable. Norman, the good pig in the story, thinks that God loves him because he is good. And Sydney, the not-so-good pig, the pig that doesn't have it all together, thinks God could never love him because of his struggles in life. But they both discover the amazing truth that they are already loved simply because of who they are. This is a beautiful story with great illustrations and an amazing truth for children. My next favorite is called The Black and White Rainbow by John Trent. I was cleaning a church one day, and they had a little library, which of course I had to investigate, and before you know it, I wasn't cleaning anymore. This story grabbed my attention right away. It's a little long, around 85 pages, but mainly because of all the beautiful illustrations. It is the story of a little village of mice. Their world was beautiful until one day all the colors suddenly disappeared. That meant that 
peanut butter and jelly sandwiches looked anything but delicious, and the poor red-breasted robins were too sad to sing because now they were black-breasted robins. The main character, Mooseberry, went on a quest to find a way to bring back the colors, which meant confronting the mean mole, Monty, who everyone believed was the thief. Mooseberry finds a friend who teaches him and his friends the four big secrets of blessing, saying kind things, serving others, sharing what we have, and forgiving the greatest blessing of all. John Trent did a great job at showcasing the importance of heaping coals of fire on those who have been mean or unkind and the power of these actions. He emphasizes the power of forgiveness above all and shares the origin of the rainbow and the reason Christ came to earth. These lessons are all wrapped up in an engaging story that I have used before when I taught children. Let me say they were glued to their seat. And since it was a longer story, I had to break it up over several weeks. And let's just say I had parents telling me that their children would come home talking about it and they were ready to hear the end of the story. So this is a really great book and one that I really I recommend. The next set of books I want to mention are for single girls. The first is called Beautiful Girlhood. This was a book my mom and I came across when I was about 12 years old from, I think, a CBD catalog. And it's a book that was originally written around 1922, but it is still relevant today and several other people have updated it to kind of make it more current. It has 33 short chapters and makes a great devotional book or study for a mom and a daughter. Some of the topics discussed include character building, a conversation on dress, making friends of books, hey, we like that chapter, and a pure heart. This truly is a great book for young girls, a time when they are at a critical point in their life. The choices they make in their youth will affect and influence their future self. With practical advice and illustrations, Maple Hale seeks to guide girls from the budding flower into a beautiful rose, ready and able to be the best she can be for her Lord. She ends her book with these words, Oh girls, girls, life is so great, so wonderful so full of possibilities that none of us can afford to be anything but what is good and pure and true. Let us make the perfect rose an emblem of our womanhood and strive that its fragrance shall bless all who come in contact with it. Isn't that a great quote? This is our goal as believers in general. We are to be different from the world, to draw others to Christ. Just like the beauty of a rose, it brings joy and spreads a little sunshine into a soul that's weary. So should we, a follower of Christ, bring light into a world that is so often dark and dreary. So I really recommend this book. She had an amazing power to bring out some important topics that I think would be great conversation starters for moms and daughters to just talk about these things and to kind of guide these girls into a future. Girls learn from women. And I think this book written by a very godly woman is a great asset to any parent. The next book I believe every girl should read before she is 16 is Elizabeth Elliot's book, Quest for Love, which was a follow-up book she wrote in response to all of the questions she received after she published the book, Passion and Purity, which is also a great book that I recommend. I loved Quest for Love, though, because it discussed answers to the difficult questions like, what if I never marry? Will God then take away that desire? And 
to be honest, this is becoming a very real question for many girls today, and one that needs to be addressed, which Miss Elliot did with her usual grace and wisdom. But what I loved most about this book were the countless stories shared between its covers. She packed it full of unusual stories, not just the, the regular ones where two people meet in church or maybe at a camp or a missions trip, but they were unique, like the story of Faith. Faith began dating at the age of 16. She couldn't wait to start dating. That's when her parents said she could, but she dated without a purpose. And the young man she was with for several years, she never intended to marry. So finally, someone said, you need to break it up if you don't intend to marry him. So she did. Sadly, Faith continued to date throughout college, but not really with any true purpose. Finally, at the age of 22, she began to suffer from the fear commonly referred to as being an old maid. That summer, after her graduation, her father came to her and said, Faithy, a year from now, you're going to be a happily married woman. Now, how many of you would have been a little stunned if your father had told you that? When you weren't even dating and there was no prospect in sight. But she didn't say anything. That fall, she was asked to help get a college campus ready for students and then help run the girls' dormitory. If you think she met a guy right away, you would be right, but it's not in the way you think. You will have to read the book to get all the juicy details. And here's a little hint. It's in the chapter, A Praying Father's Word. Now, Faith did indeed get married within the time frame of her dad's pronouncement to her. This is only one of the many encouraging and inspiring stories from this book. I highly recommend getting it, especially if you are single and struggling with questions about your future. Quest for Love will give you some truth to meditate on and stories to uplift your heart. Now let's move on to another category called True Stories. These ones are the ones that always leave me inspired. The first one is entitled The Vow. And it is a story of Kim and Cricket Carpenter. Yes, the wife's name was Cricket. I loved how Kim, the husband, shared the story of how he fell in love with his future wife's voice. That's right, her voice. It almost sounds like the Little Mermaid. Kim worked as a baseball coach and found some amazing jackets that he felt he and the other coaches would look great in. So he called the 1-800 number and was greeted by, Good morning and thanks for calling Jammin'. This is Cricket. That simple customer greeting would lead to several more orders as Kim continued to fall deeper in love with this girl's voice and personality. Letters began to be exchanged and before you know it, Kim had proposed to Cricket and she accepted. And they were married shortly after on September 18, 1993, the start of their forever. Sadly, just two months after their wedding on November 24th, this sweet couple would be involved in a car crash that would change their world forever and test the better or for worse part of their vow. While both Kim and Cricket did survive the crash due to a lot of prayers and strong faith, Cricket lost two years of her memory, the two years in which she had met and fallen in love and gotten married to her husband. And it would also alter her personality in many ways. You could say that the girl Kim married died in the accident, but even though she was no longer who he had fallen in love with and didn't even know who he was or their story, he was committed to the relationship because he had made a vow. This is an incredible story of how one man 
had to make a decision to stay even though it was difficult and at times they nearly did give up, but they found strength and help in others and most of all in their faith. Today, Kim and Cricket have two children and have celebrated more than 25 years together and their story has gone viral. Many, many people have been inspired to the point where even Hollywood decided to make a movie out of it. But sadly, they took a lot of artistic liberty and it isn't even worth watching. But the book is amazing and I believe it will leave you inspired and grateful for your spouse, for those who are married and serves as an inspiration of the kind of love you want to have in your future spouse. The second true story I want to share was found in one of my many, many visits to Goodwill. I stumbled upon a copy of the book Let's Roll by Lisa Beamer, the wife of Todd Beamer, one of the heroes from Flight 93, the one that many believed was intended for the U.S. Capitol building, but would instead crash into a Pennsylvania field. This was an incredibly moving story as Lisa shares the background of her husband and what made him the man he was, the one who had the courage to take a stand for what was right, no matter the cost. Lisa shares many fun facts about her husband, as well as their story, their last memories together, and I encourage you to get a copy of this book. It will be a great addition to your library, and it was amazing to hear her words and her description of her husband and her journey after 9-11, so I promise you will not regret this book. Now, my next category is fiction with a purpose. I used to read so many fiction books growing up, but as I got older, I realized I wanted to have more substance in my reading. Now, don't get me wrong, I still enjoy some fun and whimsical books, but I really like a plot with a punch. Just because it's fiction doesn't mean it has to be meaningless. The Atonement Child was such a book written by Francine Rivers. This is another book I found in Goodwill. You guys really need to check out Goodwill. Just make sure you leave a few good ones for me. I remember reading this book and having difficulty putting it down. It was so well done. Francine Rivers has an amazing gift for words and she really, really does her homework. She does a really good job at getting the facts and making it very believable and even talking to people that have gone through these instances that she delves in her book. The Atonement Child is the story of a good Christian girl who suffers one of the worst blows. She is raped on her way home from work and a few weeks later discovers that she is pregnant. Her life is turned upside down as she receives advice from many people, and she seeks to answer the question, do I have the right to abort if the pregnancy came from such circumstances as mine? For some of you, the answer may be an automatic no, but because I have worked in this circle for 10 years, I can tell you that this is where many Christians are divided. Working at the Pregnancy Resource Center, I have heard the arguments on both sides of the spectrum that it can be or should be or shouldn't be. Some truly believe that you have the right to an abortion in this case, while others are adamant that you don't. I, along with the author of the book, stand with the latter, that you don't have the right. And Francine Rivers does an amazing job at making her case as well as dealing with a few other common issues during this type of crisis. I can honestly say I enjoyed this book so, so much. I read it after I worked at the Pregnancy Resource Center, so I was a little bit more aware of the circumstances regarding an abortion and the different um, decisions and choices that people had and opinions, but I can really say that I even learned a few things myself. If you have struggled with this issue or know of others who have, this is a great book to read as it deals with it delicately and intelligently and has 
some amazing twists and turns that you weren't expecting. So this really is a great, great book. Now for the last category, the spiritual or devotional books. I'm not sure how you would categorize them. If you listen to my podcast, you may guess that one of the books to make this list would be Captivating by John and Stacey Eldridge. I tend to quote from their book often, but their tagline is Unveiling the Mystery of a Woman's Soul. It was the back of their book, however, that intrigued me enough to buy it off of the Goodwill shelf. See, I, I'm telling you, I'm at Goodwill way too much. My poor mom, she dreads it when we go to Goodwill. She's Sarah, not another book. I'm like, but this was an amazing book. It looks great. She's like, okay, well, let's add it to the pile. The back of their book said, every woman was once a little girl and every little girl holds in her heart her most precious dreams. She longs to be swept up in a romance, to play an irreplaceable role in a great adventure, to be the beauty of the story. Those desires are far more than child's play. They are the secret to the feminine heart. Now, before you write them off as crazy like I did, you might want to give their book a read. Also, like I did. You may be surprised like I was. I didn't agree with everything in their book, but I was blown away by some of the many truths they did share, such as we are created to reflect God in a particular way to the world and the fact that each of us have a question that needs to be answered. We talked about this in the story of Leah, so you can go back and listen to my podcast if you want to know more about that. But they also said, why do we have certain inclinations or emotions? Are they bad or are they intended to reveal something about how our God wants to connect with us? Their core in the book is the fact that God created you a certain way and only he can fulfill those desires and needs. He sees you for who you are, a woman created in his image, and he loves you. And I do recommend this book. Another great book is entitled Loving God with All of Your Mind, and it was given to me by my secret sister. And at first, I wasn't sure I would read it. I was still fairly young. I think I was only 19 or 20. But I decided to incorporate it into my daily quiet time, and I am so glad I did. This was a great book, and one that I am thankful to have read when I was younger. Elizabeth George, the author, made several great points and laid out so many great truths, but one that stuck with me even all these years later was the exercise of choosing to think on what was true or real, especially when it came to God's word and his character. We can get so caught up in the what ifs and the maybes, but that only leads to worry, fear, anxiety, depression, and disappointments. But what if our thoughts were grounded in what is true, honest, just? pure, lovely, of good report, because this is the foundation that we can plant our feet securely in and it will help build a mind that is strong and rooted in God's truth. This was a great core for me to build on and one that I need to continually remind myself of when Satan tries to come with his lies, because he will. He is always looking to target our insecurities. And if we're not grounded in God's word, we will be vulnerable to his attacks. So if you're looking for a good book to give to a young person, this is a great one. They may not appreciate it or realize its value like I did, but I promise when they read it, they will. Now for my last book. See, it wasn't that long. It didn't take us too long to get here. But this book is on the top of my three recommendations for any age, but especially 
for younger women and men. Honestly, I received this book on my 20th birthday. I remember it. And it changed the way I read and saw my Bible. It's entitled, What Do I Know About My God? And it's written by Marty Collier. This book takes you on a journey to learn more about who God is. And you do that by understanding his character. And the only way to learn more is by reading his word because it is here that he reveals himself to us. Mrs. Collier had an interesting way of reading her Bible. Every time there is a verse that has a truth about God, she places it in a category, such as, my God is my father, or my God doesn't want me to be afraid. It was mind-blowing. So often I read verses, but I didn't always make the connection. It's easy to find the obvious ones, like, my God is the good shepherd. That makes sense. God is my shepherd. But what about the verse that says, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. What does that verse say to you? To me, it's relationships. And I know there are many other things it says, but one in particular is that my God wants me to love and serve others. When we don't esteem ourselves better than others, we can truly love them. And this is what God wants us to do, to love and care for others. And I would never have gotten that unless I read Mrs. Collier's book. It was such a great method for reading the Bible. It was life-changing and it caused me to think deeper as I read, to meditate on what God would have me learn of himself in his word and what he wants me to do with this revelation in my own life. After all, I am to be his reflection to the world and I can only do that when I know him better. And truly, the Bible is exclusively about God and our relationship with him. So choosing to look at it through those eyes will be very helpful. So this book really is a great blessing. It It was a tremendous blessing to me, and I recommend it to anyone. And that is the end of my list. I hope you found a few that would make a great addition to your summer reading list since we're not that far away, or maybe a great gift for the reader in your family. What are some of your favorite books? I would love to hear about them. I'm always looking for great books. Just ask my mom. We have lots of books. You can email me at learningtositstill at gmail.com or message me on Facebook or Instagram at sitstillmydaughter. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the others, would you consider leaving me a review? Reviews tell iTunes that people enjoy this show and they are more likely to recommend it to others in the browse section. I hope you have a great week. And don't forget to take a break from the electronics and get caught reading a book or two, maybe even beyond the month of May. Reading is really a great habit to get into, and I heard that it even has great benefits if you read a little before bedtime, so maybe put that phone down and pick up a copy of your favorite book and read a few pages before going to bed. I've been doing that more and more, and to be honest, I can tell I go to sleep almost immediately. It's been very refreshing. My mind isn't busy with things because I've taken the time to unwind, so it truly has some great, great benefits. But above all, I want to encourage you to keep reading your Bible. Stay grounded in the Word of God. We can only do that when we spend time with Him daily. You'll never go wrong or regret spending more time with God. He alone gives you peace in the midst of uncertain times. All we have to do is trust in Him and sit still.